Hello. Today's Wait You What? It's a personal one from me because huge life update from me. Recently, I learned to stick to things. Wait, you what? Yeah, I learned to stick to things. I feel like I've hacked the mainframe of my personality because I can do anything. I I hang up my towel. That never happened before. I was never, ever able to hang up my towel. Don't ask me why, but I just like have a shower, get distracted, drop it on the ground. And then next time I went to go have a shower, of course, the towel would be wet. It was horrible, but I don't do that anymore. So it's okay. I make my bed every day. And listen, I really don't want to sound like one of those assholes, the like ex-army dudes who tells you that the only way to be happy is to make your bed every day. But I have to say, it feels pretty good. And the only reason I've been able to do all these things is because I learned something about myself and I wanted to tell you about it because it has helped me so much and I think it could help other people too. And also I recently did a TikTok about this and it went viral. So I think there's probably an appetite for it. So today I'm going to be telling you about something called the four tendencies. So the four tendencies is an idea from an author named Gretchen Rubin about how we respond to expectations and why we act and why we don't act. Okay, so why we do stuff and why we decide not to do stuff or not even decide why we just don't do stuff. So she says that when it comes to how we respond to expectations, there are four tendencies. And to be clear, there are two kinds of expectations. There's uh, firstly inner expectations. If we say we're going to do something, the inner expectation that you're going to do it, like um, you tell yourself, I'm going to eat really healthy all this week. Uh, You expect yourself to be able to do it. And outer expectations where other people expect something from you. So the clearest example of that would be like your boss sets you a task and says, I need it on my desk Monday. And that's an outer expectation. I'll talk you through the four tendencies and try to listen out for which one you think you might be. First of all, there's the upholder. So this is someone who's really good at meeting outer expectations and meeting inner expectations. This person is really good at getting uh, their paper on the boss's desk by Monday. They stick to that deadline. And they're also really good at sticking to things that they set themselves, like a New Year's resolution. So if they say, I'm not going to eat any sugar all year, which is hectic. I don't recommend that. They they can do that. They, they can stick to it because they've told themselves that they will. Gretchen Rubin says the motto of the upholder is, I do what others expect of me and I do what I expect from myself. Sounds like a pretty consistent, well-balanced, all-rounded person. That would be nice. You can probably guess that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not this person. Not a bit. Next up is the obliger. This is someone who meets outer expectations, but they resist inner expectations. So they're really good at getting things done for other people, but they don't really get things done for themselves. So they don't really stick to the things that they set out to do just for themselves. Obligers are like, I do what I have to do. I don't want to let others down, but I may let myself down. Bit sad. Next is the rebel. This is someone who resists outer expectations and resists inner expectations. 
yeah, I guess this puts you in a bit of a tricky spot. We'll get to that later. But these people will say, I do what I want in my own way. If you try to make me do something, even if I try to make myself do something, I'm less likely to do it. (laughs) And then there's also the questioner. This is someone who resists outer expectations and meets inner expectations. These people say, I do what I think is best according to my own judgment. If it doesn't make sense, then I won't do it. You may have an inkling of what you are, but if you want to find out what you are, there's a quiz that you can do. So Google uh, the four tendencies quiz right now and then do it and then come back and keep listening. Okay, and welcome back. Well, I'm going to tell you which one I was. Um, I am an obliger, which to me really is quite sad um, because I've known this for ages about myself. I am really good at doing what other people expect of me. I'm good at doing things for other people, but I'm not so good at looking after myself. I don't put my needs first very often, and it's something that I've been trying to work on, but I haven't really understood why I do it. And that's one of the reasons that this has been so life-changing for me is because it's given me like a framework of thinking about why I'm like this. Why am I like this? And what's really cool about knowing your tendency, which you'll know if you just did the quiz, is that you get a full report. And in that report, there's some tips on how to stick to habits, how to make habits and how to stick to them, like little hacks, you know, that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. So, for example... I'll tell you about mine. Also, most people, um, I think like 41% of the American public are obligers. So there are a lot of obligers out there. I think rebel is the rarest one. So if you got rebel, you're a very special little person. So I'll read you some excerpts of um, this report for obligers. Obligers meet outer expectations, but struggle to meet inner expectations. They're motivated by external accountability. They wake up and think, what must I do today? And then the part that is really the key to how I've managed to form habits and actually stick to them is that it says, for obligers, the strategy of accountability is the crucial strategy of habit formation. So in my life, this means that I've had to look at everything that I'm trying to do and say, how can I tweak this so that there's external accountability? And this is the key for me, external accountability. So... For example, for me going to the gym, going and just lifting weights alone at the gym does not work for me. I can't just go. I can't show up. I can't form a routine. I can't motivate myself when I'm there. No one's watching me. No one expects anything from me. I'm the only one doing it for myself. And so clearly that's not going to work. So what I've done is that I've joined a class which happens at the same time every day. And crucially, I go with a friend now. So there's accountability. If I don't show up, she says where the hell were you? I have to answer to her with my exercise. And I've tried to replicate this across the rest of my life. Making my bed, I've told my boyfriend, I'm going to make my bed every day. He holds me accountable. If I don't do it, he says, hey, did you make your bed today? And I'll be like, get the fuck away from me. You're not my mum. You don't, don't you dare tell me what to do. And then I'll quietly go off and I'll, I'll make it. It's a very, very good system. Uh, and so with diet and eating healthy, I got a nutritionist and and can I just say that shit is expensive and I don't think I'll be able to do that for very long <laughs> and not everyone has access to a nutritionist and it's sometimes financially out of the question for some people but there are other ways as well if you maybe have a friend that is really interested in fitness you could say let's meet up every three months 
because we're going to talk about our fitness goals and we're going to check each other's performance and improvement every time we meet up. And you can really do this with any aspect of your life. If you're trying to improve in a particular skill in your career, you could say to a colleague, hey, can we um, have regular check-ins and can you ask me how I've been doing with this? It's about getting someone else's eyes on what you're trying to do so that you don't let them down. Really, it's trick. Really, it's a trick though because the person that you're not letting down is yourself, but you've hacked your brain to think that someone else is expecting it of you. So do not tell your brain or my brain what we are scheming about because we really need them to think that other people are relying on us for this. I'll talk about the other tendencies and um, how to form habits for those tendencies in a second. But one more thing I'll say on obliges that I really related to is that something called obliger rebellion. And this is when, when an obliger feels like they've been giving heaps to a person because they're putting that person first, they get to a certain point where they kind of crack. I'll read this part from the report. The weight of outer expectations can make obligers susceptible to burnout because they often have trouble setting limits or telling people no. They may in fact reach the point of obliger rebellion, a striking pattern in which they abruptly refuse to meet an expectation. Obliger rebellion may take a form that's small and symbolic, like deliberately being late to work, or obliger rebellion may be a dramatic and far-reaching reaction, like abruptly quitting a job, getting a divorce, or ending a long friendship with the feeling, I've had it, this is over, you're dead to me. This is something that I've done in the past if I feel taken advantage of because I'm giving so much and I don't feel like I'm receiving, then I have done this. I have shut down or said, I'm done with this. Um, And I never understood why it was happening. I never understood why I felt that way. But finally, I do. And it feels really good to know why. So let's talk about the rebel. As a rebel, and to be clear, that is someone who resists outer expectations and resists inner expectations. Just a badass all round. So if you were trying to form a habit as a rebel, you might want to, this is from the report, focus on why you want to exercise. Um, For example, find the core reason like you want to feel alive inside. You want to lose weight if that's your driving force. Um, You want to feel strong. You want to be able to rearrange the furniture in your house alone without any help because that is what you do every Tuesday night after two glasses of very cheap red wine. I don't know. But like clarify how it's serving you. Another tip is to consider how exercising allows you to be truly you. Like fit it around your personality and the core of who you are. Like the type of person, you don't want to be the type of person who doesn't exercise. You want to, you're the type of person who gets out there and does it. And this is part of your identity. Tie the habit to your identity. And a funny tip from this report for Rebels is exercise in a way that sets you apart from what people usually do. (laughs) So you have to feel, you have to feel different. You have to feel different to exercise. And I love that about you, Rebels. This is the kind of person who needs to know why. If they've been told to do something, then they need to know why. Um, So some tips on how to set habits and stick to habits for questioners is design a habit very specifically to suit your particular character. Um, Consider why and how a particular habit should be kept and get more information about your habits um, by like tracking them, for example, and charting them. 
And then the last one, we've got upholders. This is someone who meets outer expectations and meets inner expectations. Not that you need that much help, but whatever. Um, so some tips for habit change for you might be um, schedule exercise for a specific time instead of just doing it whenever. Um, so be administrative about it. Keep a chart, track the details. This is an interesting one. Take advantage of a big life change. Like if you move houses, apparently sometimes it's easier to form a habit if you've got a new start in your environment. Um, so new job or new house or move countries or whatever like that. Take advantage of that and um, set up new habits with a clean slate. So there you go. It's been a bit of a whirlwind on this topic and I am by no means an expert on it. Gretchen Rubin, um, the person who made up this theory is. So if you're interested in it and if you're anything like me, you'll really appreciate this info um, because I've always been looking for ways to hang up that goddamn towel. And finally, it's crazy. All my towels are dry. I didn't know that people were meant to have dry towels all the time. It's like I use it and then I hang it back up and then it's dry again. Anyway, that's, yeah, that's changed my life. All right, uh, that's uh, Wait You What for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye.